Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and today me and Mike are going to be talking about a lot of the DC uh, restructuring, I guess is the, the way we can explain it. Um, there's a new hierarchy in town, right? <laughs> uh, restructuring or fallout, as I've been calling it, the DC fallout. Yeah, I, you know, that I think is the best way to, to call it out. Um, so Micah and I on this episode are going to be talking about how James Gunn has been coming in and he's been talking about who's not going to be on uh, the, the DCU instead of the DCEU. Um, the restructuring, the what our hopes are for this and, and whatnot. So, Micah, thanks for joining me. And my first question that I want to start with is, how do you feel about this? Um, well, thanks for having me, as always. Uh, it's always great to hang out with you and talk about this stuff. But I think, um, well, let me say it like this. I think how I feel about this is irrelevant as a fan, okay. because I feel like I've given DC so many chances and I've went and seen all their films. I've put time, money, and effort into it. And it feels like they pretty much just spit in my face as a fan because I've invested the time and the, the effort into it. And I feel like you got screwed over. Yeah. Because, like, I, granted, I'm not, you know, it, it, it's been stated on Nerd Talk and other podcasts that I've been on, but like, I'm not the biggest DC fan. Batman's my favorite superhero character from the DC universe and pretty much my favorite superhero overall. But, like, I, I am just not a fan of the the drama that has just like surrounded DC. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it seems since day one, right? Like I, um, yeah, from like Man of Steel to present, I just have, I'm just not super happy with with what's what's going on and what's going down, and um, it, it makes me what uh, makes me wonder what the the fan base at large is feeling right now because it's like. You know, you've invested time and effort and money into these characters and you want to just a clean slate and start all over again. So like, it's just like it never happened. So it's just uh, kind of frustrating. What do you think? I'm a huge DC fanboy. That's what I, I started my comic book journey with. Um, that was like where I really got in was with the new 52 back in 2011, 2012-ish. Um, I think what's really hard for me is knowing that there was no commitment from day one, it like so. So you have Man of Steel that drops in 2013, but I can't even say that that was the first initial point that they tried this. I think that Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern in 2011 was where they originally started, and I think that they tried and it failed. And then they were like, "Okay, well, let's go ahead and do Superman and Man of Steel." Phenomenal film. We've talked about that multiple times here on on Nerd Talk. Um, it's been a phenomenal ride with with Henry Cavill um, being Superman. And then when they did Dawn of Justice three years later, um, I think that that was a great film. And, and you, you and I were talking about this earlier today. It's the highest grossing DC EU film. Mm -hmm. And like, it, it was huge. And that movie did not feel connected in hardly any ways to a bigger story. Like, I felt like there were too many stories happening at once. Um, if my college professor, Matt McKee, ever hears this, I still stand by that movie. I think it was really good. I just think it was not the casual movie-going person. Like, I don't think that they cared for it the same You're way that a, Batman a true comic Superman. Yeah, okay. I, I don't think that that the casual fan, and, and I think that's what Marvel does really well. Is because it was more it was more aimed towards comics, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, if if you picked up uh, the Dark Knight Returns, you are going to see a lot of of pieces in there. You bring back. Uh, you go into like the death of Superman. There's a lot of stuff from there. They they really brought a lot of the like Batman versus Superman and like all these different storytelling pieces from comics. And it was literally jumping off the page in certain areas where Marvel typically sprinkles things in. And I feel like Snyder really just laid it out and was like, these are the ones that we're hitting. This is how this story is going to tell. And for me, like being a comic book reader, I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. I just don't think it fits the narrative that like man of steel was not, um, pulled straight from a comic book. It took the, the basic story and, and then gave its own flair and it, it did really well to move into this movie, which then Wonder Woman got her own movie and then you go into Justice League and you've got like Suicide Squad mixed in, Birds of Prey, uh, that movie, which that one I feel like I always forget about. Because um, that one, yeah, the, the Harley Quinn Emancipation and the Birds of Prey, whatever it was. Um, well, it came out right up, right as, as 2020 was getting yeah, like COVID. because of the COVID era. Yeah, so 
it didn't get a lot of a and lot then of they, press. They kind of redo Suicide Squad with the Suicide Squad, um, which, which was night and day better from. Your oh, opinion. absolutely! It was. It was. I think it was that first fresh, fresh breath that just came in and just helped breathe some life in. And then you get into like Shazam. Shazam was great film, but they're not connected. Joker, and they never walking do, Phoenix. Uh, well, the Joker, I think the Joker film was really, really good. It just, I think one of the biggest faults that the Joker has is there is no need for a film to be centered completely around a villain, like not a, not an anti-hero, kind of like how Black Adam was, but as a straight villain without playing off a superhero. I think that was a great psychological film. I do not think it was a great DC villain film because I don't think that they really played into him being the Joker until towards the end. Well, I was, I was just referencing other DC projects. That yeah, I yeah. I, I I think that they hit their stride with a few, um, but it still was so hit and miss, and and they weren't pumping out the same way that that Marvel has been. Marvel's pushing what two to three films a year, and then last year it was four films, um, or, or two years ago it was four films. Uh, and it's just it's just, and now they've got the TV series, and it's DC is not even you can't even say they're going to try to catch up. They have to completely create their own new thing. So no. I just, for me, I just, I'm excited to see what, what James Gunn's going to do. Um, but I'm, I'm questioning what, how is he going to start this? Is he going to start with the flash as a reboot? Like flashpoint kind of creates this whole new era. Um, or what, what's, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, you know, Scott and I have mentioned that we're re- professional wrestling fans uh, yeah. on this podcast. And, you know, I still watch professional wrestling on a regular basis, but uh, in the '90s, there were two companies. Um, you know, main companies: the the WWE or WWF and the WCW. And WCW was owned by Ted Turner, and Ted Turner owned the Atlanta Braves and CNN and some other massive investments in the late, you know, in the early '90s through the early 2000s. He sold uh, WCW to AOL Time Warner, and I think the year 2000, right? There okay. was like the, there was like this merger, TV merger. So like. When they did the merger on TV, they were like, we don't want wrestling on our networks anymore. So they like basically just canned uh, WCW. So like at that time, they came in and they're like, oh, we're going to do this massive reboot. But they knew that their time was coming to an end. So nobody wanted to invest in that. So like my whole point in that whole uh, illustration is that like, who's going to want to invest in this great, you know, quote unquote reboot of of the DC universe? Like it's like, yes, people are going to get like, and if I could take it a step further, because like you told me today that like we're going to rant about DC, but like I think, I think the biggest struggle for me is that like I'm giving a chance to this universe and giving a chance to these characters and giving a chance to these movies and series, and there's really no payoff. And that's one part of it. The other piece of that is we've talked in other episodes that like the movie theater experience is gone. It's gone by the wayside. No wonder Black Adam didn't thrive or succeed because. Nobody was going to go to the theater to see it. I even went and saw Wakanda forever, and it was the same deal. Like I was, my wife and I were like one of fourteen people in the theater for both Black Adam and Black. Unless it's forever. like IMAX, I would say if it's in IMAX, we went, or, we went to IMAX. For oh, both. your guys there on both. Okay, I know here in Oklahoma uh, City, right? At, we went to the the Warren and more, and it was just it was packed. Um, for but, for but to your point, like it like Black Adam didn't make crap in the theaters. And but like since COVID, the the lack of interest in people going to a movie theater is just it's there. It's evident that people don't want to go to theaters anymore. Well, let's let's go one step even further. There are now movies that are coming out where like Violent Night, which had David Harbor. Um, it was the the like where Die Hard meets Home Alone, um, kind of kind of thing. Um, David Harbor. His movie dropped at like the beginning of December and the week of Christmas, it dropped as an early release on iTunes. You could pick it up for $25. Mm-hmm. You could pay that extra $5 to get it early. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, Black Widow did the same thing. Um, I think Shang-Chi even did that. Uh, or, or maybe it was, I forget who it was. Maybe, maybe it was uh, uh, Doctor Strange. There's just a few places that like certain movies, they'll drop even earlier. So that way, like you don't have to worry about it. Like, well, I was telling, you know, I, I had lunch with Chad yesterday, and this year we've got to get Chad on this 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 podcast. But um, Chad was talking about, you know, Chad and his wife Jenny have six kids, 
And so when yeah. I go to the theater, it's a hundred bucks. And that's, well, that's before, just the tickets. That, yeah, that's before popcorn and snacks yep. and drinks and everything else. When and they're so, sneaking everything in in mom's purse. Right. <laughs> but he he was like, it's a hundred dollars for me to go to the theater. So like during COVID, when I'm sitting at home, I paid twenty dollars to watch Black Widow and I could watch it as much as I want. Like why yep. wouldn't you? Especially when you have a family of eight people. Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense to go that route. And and I think that one of the, the hardest pieces is you don't take steps backwards. Like in America, we are always moving forward. We want we're, – we're part of this consumerism of we want it right here, right now. And I think that that's one of the reasons that – Black Black Adam did not do well. Um, Marvel has been even even Marvel has been uh, been been failing in some areas in comparison to what it used to. Um, I know their numbers have not been as high as expected uh, pre COVID numbers, but they're figuring things out. And it's it's I think it's also kind of like anything I also else. Also, think that that's phase four, and they tried something completely different. I think there's part of that too. Um, and they were bringing in tons of new stories and tons of new characters. I mean, I think we got doubled in doubled the amount of cast in the MCU in this one phase than what the first three phases brought in. Well, and too, like, even with phase four being different, as far as like the overarching story of you're going to bring in new characters, you're going to bring in new stories, you're going to bring in uh, the multiverse concept, you're going to bring in all these other areas uh, within the MCU, the, the product individually was excellent, right? We talk mm-hmm. about Moon not being great. We talk about uh, WandaVision being great. We talk about Loki being great. We talk about Chang Chi being great. We talk about all, like individually they're great. They still kind of tie stuff together, but not to the degree they did with the first three phases, right? Yeah. But I think that was on purpose and it was an intentional uh, approach and strategy just to see if they could toe the line because they've already made the money. They already have the product. They already have the following. They they just did that. But with with DC, it seems like it's been that approach since day one. They just yeah. want to, all right, here's Superman, here's Wonder Woman, here's Shazam. I think they Black rely Adam. too much on the name than the product itself, like what, yeah. what, like the movie. They're just like, oh, Batman, Batman will sell anything. It, out, it outsells everybody. Well, I will say that when I went and saw The Batman, the Pattinson movie, yeah, that was probably the most people I saw in a theater in the last couple of years when I saw yeah. a newer movie. I don't know why that was. Maybe it was because of the Batman. It literally, I can... I would think it's probably because it's Batman. Okay. Batman is is the number one superhero for like movies. He's got the most movies under his belt, as mm-hmm. if I can remember correctly. Then eh, Spider Man might have him now, um, but you've got you've got Batman with four movies back in the eighties and nineties. You had the three uh, with with the Nolan trilogy. You have Batman versus Superman, so that's eight, and then the Batman puts him at nine. Um, did, you, did you include the eighties ones? Yeah. Okay. Yep, I, I put the Michael Keaton's, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, three Bale, one Affleck, um, and I'm claiming that as Batman, Superman. Um, that's Pattinson. not including his his Justice League appearance, um, and then Pattinson. So that puts us at nine, and if you threw Justice League in, you've got ten. Well, if you threw in the Adam West, that's 11. Yeah, the Adam West Batman from way back in the day, that's that's three seasons plus a movie. Yep. So he's he's got the most screen time than any other superhero in live action. I think that you can ride on that name. I mean, that guy, he's he's well over a thousand issues in comics, just on the detective comics alone. That's not including Batman, Batman and Robin. Um, there's I mean, there's so many different ones. And this is just a character that that holds the weight. So as we kind of are still talking about the DC part, do you think that who who do you think they should use for Batman? Um, as they are restarting and, and they got rid of the old cast, um, who do you think that you would want as your Batman? Do you think Pattinson would be who you would want to stick around and they kind of use him as the start? Or do you think someone else, anybody come to mind? I think I'm the wrong person to ask that question. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, because I just wasn't a huge fan of the, 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 you know, the Batman film. I just, it was so different um, uh, for what I was used to, and we did a podcast on that, Will and I did that, but, you know, Will was super sold on it, and I just wasn't, and so... Um, I think it was just too long. That that was the biggest thing for me. Uh, you could have you could have easily done two different movies with Falcone, uh, or Falcone, not Falcone, and um, Falcone... And you then, could do the Penguin, or you could have done the Penguin one. Well, I think Falcone and the Penguin would have been, like, its own story, because there was that, that element between the and two, um, and then and you then do the Riddler as a completely different... Yeah. Uh, I don't think that all that story needed to be in one film. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm such a mark for the Christopher Nolan trilogy and uh, Christian Bale. Like, I, it was so hard for me to, like, I was, I was, um, I was a little uh, weary of going to see Batman versus Superman and seeing uh, Ben Affleck, Affleck as, as Bruce Wayne and Batman. But he surprised me. I, I really liked him. He as was a, a really good Batman. I thought he was a better, older version of Bruce Wayne. Like, that's what really sold me on his character was how he just carried himself as the older version of Bruce Wayne. And so I was a big fan of that. And he did great as Batman. I thought his costume was a little weird with the smaller ears. And it, it, that got a lot of press back in the day when that movie was yeah. coming out. Oh, yeah. Um, his suit, his suit got crapped on. Yeah. I thought it was cool because it was different. But, yeah. um, uh, man, in reference to... You're asking like who I would pick as somebody new. Yeah, or... is there anybody that specifically comes to mind that you would you would fan cast that you you see? Hey, this is who I would love to see as Batman. Hmm. Can we just like pick anybody? Yeah. Like, is it just this? Well, is... well, let, let's well, say it this sound... way. Would you <clears throat> go, ahead. go ahead? No, I was going to say yeah. it's going to sound crazy, but I have a I have a crazy pick. But go ahead. What were we going to say? Well, I mean, you can you can say I want an older Batman. I want a younger Batman. Well, um, I think what the, the the approach of the younger Batman was that they're taking it from that era of comics and kind of going to, they wanted to build up and yeah. go forward in the timeline of him aging in real time. Um, uh, Oscar Isaacs. That's a unique pick. I, and I, I, I said that I prefaced with that, but he yeah. did such a good job with Moon Knight. I don't know that you'll see a character like him take too many roles like that because with his Star Wars role um, as Poe Dameron, because I heard that they may be you bringing... Said, you said I could pick anybody. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying I, I just don't know if I would see him being able to take that, but I, I think I agree with that. If I there like were no pick. parameters and no other roles... And oh, no yeah, yeah, actor, yeah. I that... would... and, and, I like... and I think because the reason I say that is because with, with, with Moon Knight, right, he had, yeah. such, he had so many split personalities and so many, had to play so many different characters and roles... He could easily play the Bruce Wayne and the Batman, and just he he could he could pinpoint it to where it's having like a dual personality in that. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I I agree with his acting ability. Um, I would Chris, have to say Christian Jensen. Bale. I would <laughs> bring it back. I'm Batman. Um, I'm gonna have to say Jensen Ackles. Okay. Um, Jensen Ackles was in uh, Supernatural. Um, had many many years there. But I just think that he would do phenomenal. He's actually doing the voice acting right now for the animated universe. They they recently restarted a couple years ago. I think it was 21 or 20. Um, but they they restarted their universe and they cast him as as the the voice actor. But I just think he's kind of got that that rugged chin enough and he's got a little bit of scruff that like he could kind of play that off. But I think that when he shaves down, he could go clean and be like, dude, this is this is where I'm at. This is um, I'm Batman. I'm going to kick butt. I'm going to take names. And, and I just think that he would be a fun character in there, but I, I definitely want someone younger than Ben Affleck. Um, I think Ben Affleck's character did well for the justice league that they were trying to build. I just don't think that that's what they're going to do here. I think they're going to try and really build a younger cast. Um, and who knows, we may get someone who's like in their tw late twenties, uh, early thirties, um, so well, it's it's funny you say that about people playing, you know, kind of journeying outside of the Star Wars universe. But like the thing that I noticed about the the cast for the the newer versions of the Star Wars films, seven, eight, nine, like a lot of those actors were venturing outside of of Star Wars and doing other acting gigs. Unlike the original trilogy, where you know uh, Harrison Ford or you know Mark Hamill or anything like they did other projects like Indiana Jones obviously Harrison, no, no, no. Ford, Harrison, was, Harrison Ford basically stuck with the same character in all of his films. <laughs> but what I'm saying though is like a lot like your Mark Hamill's and your Carrie Fisher's once they were they once they were Star Wars people they were just like that was who they were that was what they were known for that's what they kind of stuck with for the rest of their career and uh, it was rare that they would do appearances like. You would get Mark Hamill in the Big Bang Theory or making a cameo in like a different show here and there, but like he wasn't like gonna go out and do something outside of the Star Wars franchise. Well, actually, it's really funny that you say that because most people do not associate him outside of the Star Wars franchise, but he's got like over a thousand credits to his name. Yeah. Um, from so, acting. But, he does a lot of voice acting. Right. Well, you know what I mean? They're like making yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like 
I, when you said Batman, I was like, what about Adam Driver? I don't know that I would have picked Adam for that. Because um, he kind of looks like, you know, he dresses up nice. and he, Yeah, he does. You know, he he does really well. Stuff, like he could, he could play, a, you know, like the whole chin thing you're talking about. And I'm actually looking at the picture of him right now. And I'm thinking, huh, he'd be a good Bruce Wayne. I, I, I don't know. I think that I would throw him more as, personally, I would throw him more as a, like a Kyle Rayner, um, Green Lantern, um, or, or a diff- I, th- th- I don't think that I would have gone, maybe not Kyle, um, there, there's just a lot of different characters that I probably would have thrown him at before I would have thrown Batman. So, so with this universe that they're going to start building, are you hoping that they'll do younger characters all the way across the board or do you want like one or two older characters and if you let, let, let's let's not even get to that part yet let's hit this who do you want to see used in this universe because they didn't really get outside of the justice league um the the six or seven that were on that team so who do you want to see kind of get played in like additional dc characters yeah any any dc characters that you're like man i really want to see them on screen and it can be someone who is in Black Adam or um, like Shazam or anything like that. But I'm just looking at like any characters that you really want to see because they're, they're talking they're going to scrap certain characters as well. So, Man, I really like Dr. Fate. And, and I know that he like he died in Black Adam. But like, he, I mean, who knows where they're going to start with, you know, this time, you know, timeline as far as, you know, where do they get um you know, did they start from the beginning? Do they, they pick, where do they pick up? Where do they, you know? I, I really like this character in the Black Adam movie. I'm kind of upset about The Rock and that whole whole mess, but because I thought he did a really good job as Black Adam and he worked really hard, and I don't think he got the credit he deserved. And just, he he was cast as Black Adam before Robert Downey Jr. even started production on Iron Man. Yeah, and so like, like all that time, oh, that just breaks my heart. He released a statement today on Instagram. Did you see that? I did not. So, who, I'll look it up. Who do you see? Who, who's, you know, I really want to see Dr. Fate. Uh, I'd love to see them take another stab at Green Lantern. Yes. Um, now, specifically, do you know much about Green Lantern? Like, do you know specific details about him? Or do you just know the character, like, as Green Lantern? Uh, just the character. So, Green Lantern's one of my favorites. But Green Lantern is a police force. Um, in space, and so Earth has a few different Green Lanterns. So they've got Hal Jordan, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, Simon Boz, Jessica Cruz. And I don't. I think there's like two more, but I, I don't know the two new ones. I haven't started reading them yet. Um, but they've got all these different characters, and so if you had to choose all that, but you probably don't know who any of those guys are, I would say Hal Jordan is the one that I want to see as the first. Um, but I want to see like a Green Lantern core film where maybe we have an older Hal Jordan, more experienced, and then John Stewart comes into play, and then eventually we get a Guy Gardner and and a Kyle Rayner down the line, and because that that's a that's a mantle piece that we can do like fifteen Green Lantern films and do because there's like four or four to six Green Lanterns, you could do two to three movies a piece, and then you just keep passing the mantle down, and then they can just start tag teaming and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, so The Rock on his Instagram yesterday said, uh, my passionate friends, I wanted to give you a long-awaited update on, uh, a long-awaited Black Adam update regarding the character's future in the DC, in the new DC universe. It says, James Gunn and I connected, and Black Adam will not be in their first chapter of storytelling. However, DC and Seven Bucks have agreed to continue exploring the most valuable ways Black Adam can be utilized in future DC multiverse chapters. James and I have known each other for years and have rooted for each other to succeed. It's no different now, and I will always root for DC and Marvel to win big. All caps. You guys know me, and I have very thick skin, and you can always count on me to be direct with my words. Hmm. That didn't say that he was out, but it didn't sound like he's in either. So, you got one movie, and then you're back in limbo. (laughs) Oh, there's actually there's another part to it. I forgot, I didn't even see this earlier. It says these decisions have been made by uh, James and DC leadership uh, represent their vision of the DCU. 
through their creative lens. After 15 years of relentless hard work to finally make Black Adam, I'm very proud of the film we delivered for fans worldwide. I, I will always look back on the fan reaction to Black Adam with tremendous gratitude, humility, and love. We did great. To my very passionate and vocal Black Adam superhero genre fans, I love you, thank you, and I will always listen to you and do my best to deliver and entertain you. Uh, what a month. Now we all need some... He's, talking, he's promoting his tequila line. He has a tequila line. He's oh. like, we all need some tequila. Uh, have a productive and happy holidays to you and your family, Twin Johnson. Hmm. I don't know. It's still kind of vague, but... Uh, He's not ruling it out, but he's not, it's not sounding super promising. So back to the question at hand, you're, you're hoping to see Dr. Fate and some Green Lantern in there. I, you know, something that, you know, uh, I went back and listened to our episode of Batman versus Superman that I did with Todd and Gavin. Yeah. 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 That'll be coming out. It's already like if, um, oh yeah, it came out it's already uh, dropped. last month. Yeah, yeah it dropped out last weekend. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out for uh, you know for those who haven't listened to it. Um, but something that uh, Gavin said was like the, the lack of villains within the DCU, um, and you know you can tell stories of villains too. So like, what if you did something you know with with some of the Batman universe? What if you did stuff with you know something that Jordan you've talked about in Marvel projects is that you know they in most Marvel projects, they kill the villain off in the in, in in one movie, and they don't leave them, you know. And that was something that you appreciated about some of the, the more recent projects, and they didn't kill the villains off. So, yeah. you know, what if they didn't kill Zod off, right? Uh, at the end of whatever they do with Superman, you know, what if what if Bane comes back and in, into the Batman universe, and you know, he he lifts? Uh, what if um, I don't know? I'm just throwing different characters out there, but like. Um, what if they do like are they going to do like series are they going to do small screen stuff are they going to do so here's what gun has been talking about he's going to do a comic book video game movie tv show universe where everything is tied in together i think that's dangerous because what i'm seeing is what about micah who is about the movies and tv shows but isn't going to go play the video games or isn't going to go read the comic books and then you've got Jordan over here who I'm not a I I'm not I don't got the money to go in and buy every single thing and I've I'm already committed to certain comic books. Uh and right now it's not even DC that I'm reading. Um I'm catching up on older DC stuff, but all the new stuff that I'm reading, I'm reading like Moon Knight and Captain America's uh Sentinel of Liberty and Daredevil. Like those are the three books that I'm reading right now. And so when you go in and you you say, Hey, this is what we're gonna do, you're gonna you're going to help some people, but you're going to hurt a lot of people because they're going to be like, what did I miss? And they're going to have to go Google things and they're, they're going to miss some of the intricate details of the stories. Now I may have misinterpreted how that was going because someone was saying what it looks like is that they're going to be grabbing storylines and having comic book artists and, and storytellers come in to help with these movies and TV shows. So then I'm okay with that. Or if they pull some some video game stuff in, I'm okay with that. Um, but honestly, I I just don't know. I don't know how they'll handle it. Well, how do you how do you how do you recreate that? Right? Like how do you how do you just scrap it and start over again? And how like people are already confused enough. Like what it like here's the here's the line and So right? so here's like, here's what I think they need to do. First and foremost, end the DCEU with flash make that your ending because it essentially can be a flashpoint, which I think is what the story was already going to be. <clears throat> you go in and at the end of the movie, instead of Ezra Miller waking up in his bed, you have a new flash. You, you get a commitment to Micah current's going to play our new flash and, and you just sign a 10 year contract and say, this is what we want to do. We want to use is you our and, flash. Yes. This, this is it. But you have to follow these standards. You're not allowed to go out drinking as hard as, as and all that um, in the public eye. If you want to drink, it has to be in, in the, the, the safety of your own home. Um, because, because there's going to be backlash with, with the current Flash and, and all these things. And I think that's one of the things that Marvel did really well is they've got certain guidelines that their actors have to follow. Um, they have to be a part of like helping with, 
with charity. They have to help with um, certain gala events or whatever. Like, like they, they have certain pieces that they're like, hey, we need you to do this. Um, find something you're passionate about. We will help with this, but we need you to be a part of this because we want to set good examples out. Um, like the Super Bowl a few years back, it was the Seahawks versus the Patriots. And Chris Evans was a Patriots fan, so Captain America's a Patriots fan. And then uh, Chris Pratt is Star-Lord, um, is a Seahawks fan. They made a bet, and Loser had to go to the winner's hospital of choice that they volunteer at, dressed up as their character. Well, even the winner, which I believe was Chris Pratt? Am I, 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 forget, I forget who won that year. Either way, um, the, the winner ended up going to the loser's hospital and did the exact same thing. So, like, it, it was this really cool piece, and I think that DC needs to figure that out. Um, cast their Flash, do a Flashpoint, and the first movie you do straight out of the bat is a Flash movie. I think that they, they because then you don't have to worry about the casting and all that. You already have a Flash ready. And I know back-to-back Flash movies is not necessarily what you're going to want just coming out, but I think that that will help set the pace Wink, wink, nod, nod, because Flash runs. Um, so I think that that's, that's who you start with. I would include a Superman movie and Batman in your first three films. I think those are the three that you start with. I know that some people will give me crap about it, like, well, why not Wonder Woman? Are you sexist? No, it's not about that. Your Flash will set the pace for, hey, we just got out of the multiverse. I know things that other people don't. You can start to put where he runs up to a character, and and it would be really funny if he walked up to someone and was like, Bruce, and it's like Ben Affleck, and he looks at him, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, kid. My name, my name's Ben, or something like that. Like, completely different person. And it just kind of signifies that, hey, this is a different universe. Like, this is a different timeline. People look different. Things changed. That certain things that were set in motion completely changed. Then you get back, and... You do like Superman. I would not make General Zod your first villain. There's no way on earth. <clears throat> See what I did there? But I'm, man, I'm full of it tonight. Um, with Superman, I think. Well, I, I was gonna like I was waiting for you to say current Flash because I my, my last name's Current and you didn't. <laughs> I love you. The door is wide open, but oh, I know. So, anyways, with Superman, I think you still do a origin. And I'm gonna put big air quotes here. Origin, but maybe you do it like how Incredible Hulk did where it's like the opening credits, it's a quick montage of like, you see mom and, or Jor-El and, and his wife, um, put, uh, 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 what's his name? What is, what is Superman's? Kal-El. Kal-El. Uh-huh. Um, you put, you see them put Kal-El in the rocket. Um, you see, which I think this would be a really cool piece too. Phantom Zone, the General Zod with the, the old diamond from the old, uh, Superman movies from the 70s. Um, I think, like, if you just do, like, something of that nature and save Zod for later, then you can cast your Zod later. You can do all that stuff, do a big military piece, because I don't think he needs to be the first villain that, that Superman faces. I think you need Lex Luthor. Um, well, and what I, one of the things, you said something about the Incredible Hulk, was one of the things I appreciated so much about the early phase, like phase one of Marvel, was you had your Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger, all before you did the first Avengers film. Yeah. So you, so you it, built you your team. Layer. Yes. You, you, you built your team. You had, they all had their individual films that came together. And then once that film was over, the Avengers, when they came together for that event, they dispersed again. Right. And yes. then you get Iron Man 3, and th- Thor, the Dark World. I think you then do you start that. introducing Guardians of the Galaxy and then like so on and so forth. You could do the same concept. And I'm hoping because James Gunn has experience with Guardians of the Galaxy and the Marvel Universe that he's going to take some notes and then go over to the DC and, and kind of try to do the same thing. It won't surprise me if he works close with Kevin Feige about this because Kevin's been at this since 2008, um, mm-hmm. if not longer. And I have no doubt in my mind that he will come in and say, Kevin, hey, this is what I'm looking at doing. Can you give me some tips? Um, and and it will not be a rivalry. I think it will be a partnership of, hey, we're this is what we did. This is how we're doing things. This is kind of the next phase because you guys are 10, 15 years behind us. Um, let us let us kind of guide you and in, in some storytelling ability and um, go from there. I think that with Superman, your villain needs to start Lex Luthor. I think that that's just a no-brainer um, because if you start with Lex, every movie you can continue Lex's story and then you can make him the final villain when you're done with Superman. 
um, and and have like a super powered. Heck, you could even make Lex Luthor president in the DC universe um, because in in some comics he's been president before. Um, your first Batman villain. I'm kind of torn because I don't know which way I would want to go with it. I think that it would either be Scarecrow or Penguin. Um, maybe Riddler, but I just feel like with the Batman, it was just kind of weird. So I'm not sure how I would go with that. Um, Flash, your first villain, I think is reverse Flash. That's kind of no-brainer because then you'll get to the, you killed my mom. Um, there will be some, 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 some points of I was behind Flashpoint. Like you could easily put a few pieces of mo- in motion there. Um, if you brought Green Lantern in, I think you'd use the Red Lanterns um, as your first villain. Uh, or I, I wouldn't use Parallax the way... I think that that's still... Even though it's been 11, 12 years now, I think it's still kind of fresh um, for, for Green Lantern. Don't don't throw them against Yellow. Kind of build that. There's a guy on YouTube who, who talked about like a six-episode arc. Um, and it's based off of a certain series in Green Lantern lore. Um, if you if you brought Wonder Woman in with a solo film, I you could almost repeat uh, the first Wonder Woman film pretty well. I think that movie was really really good. I just think it, it very much copied the first Avengers. Um, it just put it on a different war. Uh, who else? So, so you were asking a few minutes ago about casting. Yeah, who I would say for certain things, and so like I'm on IMDb just looking at like uh, just just different you know characters and different superheroes and stuff that we know, and there was this link that says Ultimate 41 Hot Actor List, (laughs) and four out of the top four out of the top five are Marvel or DC actors who are currently in in their respective. (laughs) Henry Cavill was number one. Robert Pattinson was number two. Chris Evans was number three. Chris Hemsworth was number five. Uh, I don't agree with this, but Ezra Miller was Ezra Miller was number six. Like no. I don't understand that at all. Uh, Keanu Reeves is nine. Um, yeah. So, well, Hayden Christensen, uh, he was thirteen. Wow. Whoa. What about him? Would Hayden Christensen. DC? Would you throw him in DC somewhere? I might catch some flack. I think that he would play a really cool Two Face. Mm. I uh, could get behind Aaron that. Did such a good job, and then no one. He did. Me. He did, and I know that. Well, okay. Let, let's call this one like it is. You cannot repeat any of the the glory that came with the Dark Knight trilogy. Well, I'm just saying, like, because you mentioned Two Face, and I, I was just kind of. Oh, oh yeah. Um. Although I wasn't a huge fan of what's his name is Bane. I just wasn't. I don't think that Bane was done right. I think he was made too realistic. Mm-hmm. And because I mean that was that universe, I would have rather seen Riddler be the the third villain. Um, I think Bane. Well, let's you, be real. If Heath Ledger wouldn't have died, he would have came back in the third film. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There were, yeah, there would have been Bane would have been an afterthought. He would have been probably been in the film, but he would have been an afterthought. <laughs> I think that it would have taken maybe thirty minutes of the film with Bane um, versus because that way then the the Joker it could have just been a part two. Um, he could, there could have been a prison break that Bane starts or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I, I think that he could play, I think Hayden Christensen could play a, a mean two face. So does he get a lightsaber? That'd be really funny if like he's in the, the courtroom and he's writing down notes and he like taps his pen and it lights up red. Like, like it just, like it's a lightsaber pencil or a pen or something like that. And it just like, they're like, wow, that's a cool pen. And he's like, watch this. And then like clicks it and it like shoots red. Or they throw an Easter egg in there and he's like closing his briefcase or something and you see a lightsaber or like a part of a lightsaber in the briefcase. Or oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that. You just, it, it's kind of like uh, Samuel Jackson's BMF on his, on his, the hilt of his lightsaber. Yeah. You just, you just have something fun like that. What about uh, Chris Pine from Star Trek? Well, he was, he was Steve Trevor in the, in the Wonder Woman films. Oh yeah, never mind. Scratch that. No, I, I think I think that's your Hal Jordan. I think no. you get a you get an older Hal Jordan, and then you you play it that way. I think I think that's your Hal Jordan right there. I, I was on that 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 for a long time. How old is he? Uh, here's a random 
I know we're going all over the place with this, but how old is he now? Um, give me just one second. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, I think that Wonder Woman, that's a fine film. I don't know if you would need Aquaman. I was, I, so I was still scrolling through that list and James Franco came up. And he's only 44. I think you're, you need to turn some of these older guys into villains. That's I don't, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you, you, I'm, not, I'm just saying like, I'm throwing memes out there. because. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine James Franco as Scarecrow? Like that, that could be fun. Um, I just, I think that again, Mark Strong, I think you bring him back as Sinestro. I think that from the Green Lantern movie, I think that he would just be an amazing Sinestro. Um, he did phenomenal the first round. I think that you just need to write the character better. Um, but I, I think that these are some of the ways that you go. Um, I don't think you need to overstack your initial startup, if that makes sense. Like, if you're going to do it, give everybody one movie. So, like, Flash, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. Those are the five you do. Don't go anymore. You can add characters into those. So, like, if you do in your Superman movie, bring Martian Manhunter, and that's totally fine. In Batman, maybe you bring Cyborg into the mix. Um, you go into uh, Green Lantern, maybe you run into the Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Um, you're on Flash, and he speeds by... Dr. Fate, like, like you could, you could easily bring in some of those other characters, but I would not make them their own focal points. And I, I think I would slow down in that first phase of films. And then when you hit justice league, I'm going to swing for left field here. I think Vandal Savage is your character. Um, do not go galactic. You're very first. I think it was already done with, with the Avengers and having Loki be your, your guy, I think that you need to have a different threat that just makes their way in. Um, and it'd be really cool if, if and James Gunn, credit me if you steal this idea, I think it'd be really cool if you took Vandal Savage as your very first villain and you saw different pieces come together in, like, Batman. You just see, like, a briefcase change hands and they say, Mr. Savage, hope you have a nice night. And, like, it's just, like, little hints here and there that he just shows up in all of these films and then he becomes the bad guy in the first one and he's like orchestrating worldwide crime and he's and he and then it builds up um because they said that this series is like this whole new dc universe is going to be based off of the justice league and justice league unlimited cartoons and then also young justice and in young justice the most recent seasons uh three and four they actually talk about how there's like this eternal conflict um, that one day there will be a full-on war between Apocalypse and Earth, and then it's just a winner-takes-all. And so they're setting all this stuff up, and I was like, that would be a really cool way to, like maybe at the end of the movie when the Justice League takes Vandal Savage down, um, or maybe in part two or whatever, then he, he acknowledges, hey, there's something bigger coming. You need to let me out so I can, I can, or I can get Earth ready for this. Um, because with Vandal Savage, uh, in the, in the Young Justice universe, which is really cool, his, his great, great grandson, something like that, or like, there's so many, so many great grandson, uh, his name is Nabu and Nabu is the entity of, or like the, the, the entity that goes inside, uh, the helmet of fate. So not Dr. The, Fate's not helmet. Not the Star Wars planet? No, 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 not, not Nabu. Nabu. Yeah, no, no, no. This is Nabu and, and Nabu, I think if you if you set up some of that that would be really cool i think you could also eventually hit uh some dc's dark stuff and you could hit like zatanna and constantine and swamp thing and etrigan um you could do some really cool pieces i would love an etrigan movie at some point him and madam xanadu those two would rock it in a uh if you did like a medieval movie um I think that would just be so cool to see up on the big screen. You just have like this whole knights in shining armor against a, a demon. Oh, that would be really cool. Here's a here's a random question, kind of switching gears a little bit. Yeah. If you're Kevin Feige, okay, are you calling Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, one hundred percent, Gal Gadot, one hundred percent, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, and what do you do with them? And what do you do with those characters? That's an easy fix. Uh, you you hit up Squadron Supreme. Captain Britain. Do what? 
Captain Britain. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you, you make fun the entire time with this because Squadron Supreme is the Justice League uh, switch. So it's like Marvel's version, but they're all evil. And so like, like you have like Hyperion. Do what? Like the Thunderbolts. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Um, but it's like you would have uh, like Hyperion, which is their, their uh, uh, Superman equivalent. Um, you have, oh, what's his name? Like th- there's, there's different ones that would be like you would know exactly who they are. Are. And it's it's like a clear, blatant thing that, hey, this is supposed to be the Justice League, but done right. <laughs> and I, I think that would be the funniest thing if they brought all of those guys in. Now, for Henry Cavill, 100% uh, Captain Britain. I think that he would be an amazing Captain Britain. If I was going to throw uh, Gal Gadot anywhere... I don't know. I, I I don't have a I don't have a pick yet because I think she's too old to play a Phoenix. Because I I think that the X Men you need to you need to age down. I think you need teenagers. I think you need to allow them to grow. Um, so that way we have long term certain heroes. Um, I, I don't even know who you would put for Gal Gadot. Ben Affleck. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I figured out any of the others. I, I know that Henry Cavill, because he's, he's supposed to be in Loki season two, isn't he? I heard rumors last year that, that he was supposed to oh, be in yeah. Loki season two. Uh, potentially. So we'll see kind of what happens there. It's not like these people aren't getting paid massive money anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And with royalties and things like that for all the other projects that they've done. I just, if Henry Cavill plays, and I probably said his last name every way that you can in this podcast. Cavill, 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 Cable, Cable, nice. Um, well, I always say Gal Gadot, and you said Gadot or something. I don't remember how Gal you Gadot? Say. Yeah, you said Gadot. the T's silent? I've, I've always heard it was Gal Gadot. Oh, I thought it was Gal Gadot. I could be wrong. How about um, Ben Affleck? You can't screw that one up. Affleck. <laughs> no, but he can screw Daredevil up. Oh. <laughs> 2003, don't go watch it, people. He could make a cameo in Daredevil. You know, I thought about that. That would be really funny if they end up, like, ironic, doing some of those. If he's like, you'd look familiar. Just have him walk into the courtroom or something? Oh, yeah. If, if there's something like, I need you to represent me. You look really familiar. Do we know someone? He could be a variant. He could. He could easily be a variant. Be a daredevil variant. So as far as as far as Gal Gadot's concerned, I don't know what you would do with her. Like I understand what you're saying as far as the X Men and stuff, but that's uh, who did you say Phoenix for her? I thought maybe Phoenix or Rogue. Like I think I think one of those kind of characters, like like a mainstay. But I think she's just too old. Mm. I think honestly, if I was going to throw her anywhere, maybe Songbird. Songbird mm-hmm. is uh, she's uh, what was she? Is she a Thunderbolt? I forget. She's got like I think it, she's got like super bright pink hair or something like that. She's she's only like, thirty-seven years old, Jordan. Yeah, but you're gonna f- f- okay. Think about it this way: you're gonna want like first class kind of style of the age mm-hmm. on your like with with your X Men. With with your mainstays because you're gonna want Cyclops, Jean Grey, uh, Nightcrawler, Beast. You're gonna want these characters for a long time. Storm. You're gonna want those to be mainstays like Tony Stark. And so, and, and I would say even longer. I would I would say more like a Spider Man character that you're gonna want on the screen for a very long time. Well, Harrison Ford's still doing it. He's in the seventies. Listen, I'm so against that, and we're not even gonna get into that on this one. We're talking <laughs> we're talking DC. So back to DC though. If you could say what villain you want to see portrayed, because you talked about this earlier, that the villains were very lackluster um, in the amount of villains and, and the way that they handled the villains. Because um, I would say Suicide Squad, you can't really claim them all as villains because they were all kind of anti-hero, I would say. So if you got one or two villains that you were like, man, I really want to see them, or if you got a list, I'm totally fine taking that. But 
who would you want to see in this new DC universe? Can it, does it have to be somebody that we've not seen or can it be somebody? It can be anybody or anybody. I just want to know, like, what would you love to see on the screen either again for the first time? So, because I love Batman so much and the 90s films were so cheesy, I would love to see them do another stab at Mr. Freeze. I was hoping you were going to say that. But I don't know who in the world you'd have play Mr. Freeze at this point. <laughs> um, I've seen some artwork where they put Mark Strong in there. And I think that would be cool. Oscar Isaac. I think uh, the, just based off of acting ability. Um, um, I think they've done the crap maybe, out of uh, Joker and Riddler and stuff like that. So I don't want to see that. Um, or Catwoman. I think you're always going to see a Joker. I don't think that. I know, but what I'm saying though is that just. In in a like a, a main role like if I if I go see another Batman movie in five years I don't want to see Joker. You want to see or, someone else first. Yes. Yeah, I would rather okay. see Mister Freeze or Two Face or somebody like that. That's not uh, the Joker or the Riddler. Um, Lex Luthor, like another stab at Lex Luthor would be great. Um, you know more about the DC than I do. I'm I'm just going off of like some of the main films that I've seen and the main you know. Like, I didn't really, I watched a ton of Batman as a kid, and I didn't really kind of stray too far outside of that. Um, Would you want to see another take at Ra's al Ghul? No. No? Okay. Well, well, the reason being is because Liam Neeson freaking Liam Neeson played him and, and the Christopher Nolan trilogy and he did I think he did terrible as that character but really? I think the character was written bad okay but it's Liam Neeson yes uh, uh what else have I, haven't I said and I, and I mentioned just all Batman basically Batman villains well you um, gave Lex Luthor oh I did say Lex Luthor uh would I you want to see done, Gorilla I wish Grog. he would have done Say that again. Gorilla Grodd. Uh, I wish they would have done more of Zod in Man of Steel. Like, other than at the beginning of the movie, then he, you know, he's imprisoned and then he gets out and he's kind of raising uh, H double hockey sticks in the background and then he shows up for the last battle and dies because he snaps his neck. I wish they would have done more with him. Um, you said the Suicide Squad from like the newer movie, like those not really villains, they're more anti-heroes. I feel like they were more anti-heroes, but I mean, you could say if you wanted to see like King Shark as the villain, um, and, and not, and, um, I mean, in, in historically he's not been just this joke of a character. He's actually been pretty rough. Uh, so. I put up like the list of 12, Villains, DC villains, and um, Mr. Freeze is on there. Harley Quinn's on there. I'm Reverse done with Harley Flash. Quinn. Do not give me another Harley Quinn. Reverse Flash is on there. Yep. Um, Catwoman, Black Adam, Cheetah. Uh, Cheater. Do you know who Cheetah is? Yeah, she she was uh, in the Wonder Woman 84. Okay. She kind of got That's robbed. Right. Wow. She got she was, robbed. So the, the screen I'm looking at there... They're like animated, so it doesn't even look anything like the yeah the Wonder Woman eighty four. So but, Sinestro, but, Sinestro was another yep, one. Yep, Sinestro. He was uh, played by Mark Strong in the two thousand eleven Green Lantern film, and then at the end he got a Green Lantern ring, or a, a Yellow Lantern ring and didn't go any further because they didn't do a second movie. Deathstroke is on there. Oh, There's Joker, Lex Luthor, and Darkseid. Okay, if I'm gonna say instead of Vandal Savage. If you put Van, you know what? If Vandal Savage went and put together a like team of villains, and you got Deathstroke as like his personal bodyguard, oh, that would that would top everything. I'd be all about that. Maybe the first Batman movie you face off with Bronze Tiger and and the League of Assassins, and not just as like 
Scarecrow and Batman Begins and, and the League of Assassins, but you do like a a full-on, like you bring Talia al Ghul in. Because then if if you set up a love story between him and Talia al Ghul in that first movie, you could five, ten years down the line bring Damien in. And then you have you have a Robin. So I think I asked you this earlier, but and this was before we started recording today, but I think I asked you when we talked on the phone this afternoon, but uh, are they going to keep Pattinson? Are they going to continue that story? I don't know. I I think they're going to continue that story, but I don't know if that'll be part of the DC universe. Because um, I think as they I move think, forward, didn't they set up what's the character's name? Hush, or like it was rumored for Hush to be the bad, the villain, and the second one. If they go forward with that movie, if they do, that'll be very unique um, okay. because they've they've done a lot lately where the Riddler has been Hush. They've kind of rewritten the story a little bit so that the Riddler was Hush. So it, it, I mean, you could do Hush um, where where he's it. But when they did like the animated and they did something else, when they kind of showed towards that, um, they did the Riddler as Hush. So, all right, here's as, as we kind of close, because I'm looking at the time, um, we're, we're towards the end of this episode. I, we've been all over the place with this, but I have one last question for you. And just as a, as a fan of, of comics, I know my answer, but I want to know yours. Do you hope to see sidekicks be played into this? So Robin, Kid Flash, Arsenal, Superboy, Wonder Girl. Um, do you, do you hope to see any of those characters show up? If if done well, well, so two things. One, I think that they did did a pretty good job with the Christopher Nolan trilogy. How Christian Bale really didn't want a Robin, and so they kind of they they worked around that and they. You know, they brought the cop in and they kind of, you know, told it without telling it, right? And he wasn't really, yeah. he didn't get super invested. Um, I wouldn't mind if they kind of took that approach with DC moving forward and kind of did that as a way of introducing new characters in the background while building this new DC universe. Um, but I would be all for it if they got the right the right um, people to play those roles and uh, it wasn't cheesy. Because that's the problem that they run a lot, uh, run into a lot with with sidekicks is it can be super cheesy. Like I love Batman, but like when I saw Chris O'Donnell as as Robin in the '90s, it was like this is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And and I guess that was kind of the point. But you know, back to my premise, I think that you know they did it. If it's if it's done right, then then I'm all for it. I think you could model off of Tom Holland Spider Man Homecoming. The way that he was young, he has to figure out his way in the world. He has Mr. to. Mr. Stark. Mr. Stark. Mr. Yes. Stark. Mr. Stark. Yes. That you've got that annoying level, but it's still that coming of age. And, he, and got, he's looking up to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that you don't focal point that character a whole lot, but maybe you get like, "Hey, I'm busy. What's up?" Like on a maybe, phone. Maybe call. there's a there's a Bruce Wayne internship, like there was a Tony Stark internship. And- I don't think you do an internship. I think you do a full-on adoption, but you don't say, hey, I'm Batman yet, and, and have that detective work for, like, Dick Grayson. Because I think if you do the first movie with a Batman, like the first Batman movie in this, you go to the Dick Grace or to the Flying Graysons, and you get to see, like, them in action. And then in the second movie for Batman, like, part of it is he has to adopt because the Flying Graysons, like, he's like, man, I loved going and seeing them. I hate that his parents were killed. Um I know what that's like and and I want to help this boy um and he adopts him and then the third movie is when when uh Dick Grayson figures it out it's maybe it's taken him a year or two but it he figures out oh hey Bruce Wayne's Batman like I could I could totally be his sidekick and he starts to prove himself and he becomes Robin and then by the third film that you see Robin so the fourth film in the Batman's franchise you go in and say all right I've been at this for a long time. I've been your your sidekick. I've, I've helped take down some of these really big names. I'm done. Like I, I need to I need to go out on my own and I need to go figure this thing out. And he becomes Nightwing, and then you get a whole Nightwing series. Um, and then you can see him come back for films, or you can see him hit up uh, a quick phone call in the Justice League movie, where where it's kind of like uh, Age of Ultron. See, had to fit that one in here. Um, you have that moment with with uh, Sam and, and Steve, and he's just like, Avenging's your world. And it's just kind of like that, hey, listen, I, I don't need to be on the Justice League. I just, I'll help you out wherever I can. Um, and maybe you have some of those partnerships and you have those those moments 
Um, I think those would be really cool. I really want to see them utilize the the sidekicks because I think that DC is really well known for. I mean, their their superheroes are good. Don't get me wrong, but I think they're really well known for their sidekicks and for their their villains. That's what has really rocketed DC Comics, and that's what what has held things on because you've got Iconics with the dynamic duo, and you've got uh, Superman and his son John. Um, you have Flash and Kid Flash. You have Wonder Woman, who has Wonder Girl being uh, Cassie. Um, you have also Donna Troy. You have, I mean, there's there's so many different sidekicks that have been in there over the years. You could even bring in Static Shock with Black Lightning. Um, different characters that like most people don't even know about, or '90s kids would know uh, at least half of those names. Um, but that's, I I think that sidekicks are are something I really want to see moving forward. So. All right. Well, with that, I guess our trash talk time is done. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. I didn't no, think it, it wasn't. I, I genuinely thought we were going to be trashing DC a lot more than we did. Shows what kind of nice people we are, Jordan. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, guys, thanks so much for joining us on this episode. We have had a lot of fun into 2022, and we're so excited to see what's happening this year in 2023. So, with that, guys, we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk.